Welcome to Business Buzz with your host, Frank Hellring. Do you own a small business or does that small business own you? Are you seeking increased sales, more loyal customers, lower operation costs, and brand loyalty? If you're interested in elevating your brand and expanding your reach, then Business Buzz will put it all together for you with expert guests, resources that make sense, and your opportunity to be heard. Get ready to call in with your questions and comments at 1-866-472-5790. That's 1-866-472-5790. Business Buzz is out to put the buzz back into your business. Here's your host, Frank Hellring. Hey, can you hear the buzz? Welcome wherever you may be. You have found Business Buzz. I'm your host, Frank Hellring, and we're coming to you live, prime time on the Voice America Business Network channel. And I am joined today by my incredible <laughs> Neon Ninon from Las Vegas, my brand spanking new incredible co-host. Ninon, how you doing? How's things today? Everything's amazing. I got up, I'm alive, and I'm laughing. I'm on the show. What more can I ask for? Any day above ground's <laughs> a good one, right? Okay, yeah, thank you. you Okay, well, this is number eight. Number eight show, Ninon. There we go. Cool, yeah, time goes yeah. by, doesn't and it? That's two months. Wow. And it's, and it's our second show coming into Las Vegas, right? Yes, Last yes. week was we're coming to Las Vegas. Now we're in Las Vegas. It's very exciting to be there. I'm very, very motivated. But before we go there, we got to do our PSA about veterans. November of 2022, I did a show with an organization out of florida known as whistleblowers of america during that live event i interviewed a gentleman by the name of bruce sackman who was former inspector general office from west virginia to maine during his tenure in that position he uncovered murders murders let me say it again murders of veterans in bed in veteran hospitals on the eastern seaboard he, by the time he caught up to one physician, he killed 300 veterans. They're all behind bars today. This is not fake news. We took the show dark. We rebroadcast it. We called it the American Holocaust, because that's what it is, folks. What are they hiding? That show is now up on a landing page, and you can go there. It's veteran, V-E-T-E-R-A-N, all one word, murders, plural, M-U-R-D-E-R-S dot com. That'll be telltale enough of the fact that we own that domain name. Do me a favor. If you're a veteran listening to my voice, or you know a veteran, or you just doggone well care about veterans, you care about veterans who picked up a weapon, went to far-flung shores, and defended your freedoms. And now, at a time when they are most trusting, most vulnerable, most at the mercy of the system that they work so hard to defend and they're being murdered, the killing's got to stop. So go to veteranmurders.com today and let's get it done. Because the only time it's going to get it done is if these incredible people who represent you in Congress and the Senate realize that they've got a responsibility to those who defend our freedoms. Well, Ninan, we are joined today by a couple of incredible business people. Yes, we from are. The Las Vegas sphere and the first one up is heather stammer how you doing heather good how are you it's good so to welcome to the show you are a small business person you are a trade show event planner right and at one time you had a multitude of clients and you told me that you're now down to 12. Ugh. did this happen because of the pandemic 
Well, absolutely. Um, prior to the pandemic, uh, we were a multi-million dollar company and we had about 42 clients. Um, and then when the pandemic hit, uh, we had just finished a trade show. So our trade shows run in January and July. So the pandemic shut us down in March and we were unable to work for a year and a half. Because we are the, my husband and I are the owners of the business, we were unable to collect unemployment and we were unable to get PPP money because a lot of our workers were considered contractors and were not W-2. So it hurt us pretty badly. Um, we had about six, six months uh, worth of money in the bank. And when we started back up again, thank God. And we went from 42 clients down to 12. Um, a lot of our uh, clients pulled out of uh, Las Vegas and kept their showroom in High Point because of you know a lot of the rent rates and they also were hurting. And uh, quite a few of them had gone bankrupt. So we lost a lot of business. And then when we did start back up again, it was hard to find labor because the government was giving people money to sit home and labor was very trying. So prior to the pandemic, my phone was always ringing off the hook for people who needed work. And, and then when they, we started back up again, it was very difficult to get any kind of labor. When you first um, heard about, you know, there's when I remember the day, March, I think it was 12th or 13th, and it was like 10 o'clock in the morning, and you had to be finished and shut down by 12 o'clock. You were given two hours. It was it was something you really never thought would ever happen. No, I, I, was, in, I was in shock. I think all of us were in shock, and especially being in Vegas, because Vegas is because of this, you know, this, we rely on the hotels. Now, you relied on the hotel business, obviously because that's where your conventions came in, that's where your events came in, and what you have to do. When you shut down, what did you immediately do? Did you sort of, um, uh, you know, after maybe a couple of months, did you start to realize, well, I gotta start making a living again, how do I do this? What did you exactly do to sort of start that process? So my husband and I, uh, well, first of all, when they shut us down, we had just finished one of our trade shows. And usually when we shut down, we're usually off for about two months. And so when they said, oh, we're going to shut up, shut you down for two weeks, I'm like, they're not going okay. to shut us down. This is just all talk. And then when they shut us down and two weeks ended up being four weeks, and then four weeks ended up being six weeks, I started to get nervous because our next trade show was coming up in July. And we usually start hiring labor and start working towards the end of May. And so we're shut down still in April. And I thought, I thought this was two weeks. Yeah. Here we are six weeks. And then we didn't hear anything about, okay, whether or not they were going to start our trade show back up because they had canceled the High Point show. So I'm like, no, no, we're going to start back up in July. Oh, yeah. 
Amazing. No. You know, Ninan, joining us today is another small business person. I dare I call him small. I think he uh, <laughs> maybe got a speeding ticket trying to get over to the show today because he was coming from another event. We are now joined by Fleming Larson, who came to Nevada with his wife and children to get away from government overreach in California in 2013. Uh, Fleming, I don't think Newsom was the governor at that time. So uh, you got out of Dodge uh, before he got there, right? But Nevada is a place they could call home with its clean and safe neighborhoods. Fleming's parents immigrated to America from their home country of Denmark. They arrived in California to open up a small butcher shop. I love it. And soon after, earned their U.S. citizenship. Their small butcher shop was Fleming's second home. Might explain what you got in the restaurant business, right, sir? Absolutely. There Thank you go. The meats, right? Okay. So <laughs> Fleming was taught. The importance of hard work and the value of never giving up on his dreams. Fleming started to work full time and he was just 15 years old. He did this by wow. attending school. The time he turned 19 years of age, he had acquired enough hours to become a butcher. At a young adult, age 20s, he changed career paths, decided to open a restaurant. At that time, he had no idea what this is going to become first of many. Today, Fleming and his wife of 22 years have raised three sons together. They own and operate a chain of successful restaurants. Fleming knows that Nevada was built by Americans who believe in hard work and integrity. Just my kind of guy. How you doing, Fleming? Welcome to Business Buzz. Thank you, Frank. Thank you for having me. And uh, thank you for the veterans that are listening. I, yeah. I'm free because of you. And live the American dream because of our veterans that have uh, fought for us, for our freedom. Absolutely. Fleming, you owned a chain of restaurants in Nevada and California, but now you're centric to California, I understand, correct? No, actually, I only own them in California. Okay, but right. If I had restaurants in Nevada, then I would have to work. Okay, got it. <laughs> okay, all right. Well, we got that data wrong. But you, sir, were part of the most embattled industry. I termed it that way because the first show I ever did in August of 2020 was the American Restaurant Crisis. Right. Are we out of that crisis yet, Fleming? Uh, for the most part, I think we're pretty much out of it. Uh, you know, we're, we're open. We're, we're thriving. Uh, things are good. Uh, you know, uh, the workforce is... Uh, is much better than it was last year. Um, you know, like Heather was saying, it was tough to get uh, uh, staff to come back to work because they were paying you more money the, to, to stay at home than, than to come to work. We were at some point we were paying our dishwashers over thirty dollars an hour. Uh, wow! To get to work, yeah, because they were getting paid you know twenty bucks an hour to stay home. Yeah. So it was it was difficult times for sure. Uh, we had a couple restaurants that were completely closed for a year. Uh, we thought we were going to be reopening. You know. Two weeks, okay, we heard two weeks, great, let's close down. You know, we get it being the industry, uh, you know, diseases and how fast they spread and uh, the, rhetoric, the rhetoric they were telling us. So we were, we were okay with shutting down for two weeks, but once we realized it uh, turned from a pandemic to a scamdemic, uh, that's when, uh, you know, the restaurant industry kind of realized that this is uh, not a good situation for us. Uh, and we were, most of our restaurants are in LA and controlled by the, uh, uh, the left, I hate to, to make this turn into politics, but really what it came down to. And it was a tough, it was a tough time for sure. And it was uneasy times. And, you know, I feel bad for, for a lot of our, my restaurant tours that, uh, couldn't survive it. Um, um, Fleming, what sort of restaurants do you have? Uh, they're steakhouses. All steakhouses. Are they yeah. like medium price or cause I mean, they, they're medium or high because steak is very expensive. Yeah. They, so we do have a couple restaurants that are kind of like a grill concept, kind of like your uh, Houston's or Banderas or, uh, it's the price point is probably about 50 bucks per person. And then we have oh. some steakhouses that are, you know, well over a hundred dollars per person. 
that's that's amazing and and how did you manage to go you know you have to close them all down and it's like restarting all over again um i happen to know the the restaurant business a little bit because my husband and i were in real estate and we had strip centers and we had you know right. restaurants in there and they're very tough so when you have to shut them down you've now got to rebuild them up again how did you manage to do that because it's it's a small business but not really because it's still like an expensive business well once we realized we weren't going to be open from uh more than or excuse me after about two weeks when we realized it was going to last longer than that we had to give most of the food away to the staff and uh you know we had to rebuild it as we reopened wow. up you know they gave us a a short window i think it was right around june 1st we were allowed to reopen up again as you know six foot apart and yeah, i remember that really tough to reopen some of these restaurants uh but two of them never reopened up because we didn't do takeout uh they weren't in good areas and it's, you know it's tough you're not going to go get a 150 dollar uh uh tomahawk steak and take it home and throw it in the microwave that's just not what you do so takeout wasn't a big part of our business but uh it was mm. it was tough rebuilding it you know in the steak business we do age our steaks so sometimes it helped they, that we were closed a little bit so we could age some of these steaks but uh yeah. you know it, it was a bad situation that we were all put in no question about it you know it's interesting yeah, you, have... you say that because i did a deep dive into the restaurant industry and i found out that less than five percent of the restaurants prior to the pandemic actually had any type of patio you know or takeout it was totally different now it's almost exactly the opposite and a lot of them have not paired back whatsoever back to their original business model why do you think that is you know, I'm not, I'm not sure. I think with technology nowadays, with uh, Uber Eats and uh, DoorDash, it's made a lot easier to, to get takeout. Um, so, you know, the model has definitely changed, but not really in my industry because we're a high end. Like I so said, we don't do a lot of takeout pre-pandemic and we don't do anything. Uh, we, we're, we, we pick up a little bit of takeout, but nothing like, uh, you know, some of these industries has. Right. Now, how many, how many, uh -huh. ahead, just a second, you know, how many oh, restaurants yeah. do you have in California? Right now we have five. Okay. Space to where? Uh, centrally in the L.A. market, northern uh, part of uh, L.A. County, Ventura County. Uh, we have one in Encino. We have one in Woodland Hills, California, Santa Clarita, Simi Valley, and Oxnard. I want to get this in before we go to break because it's important because there's a lot of restaurants that listen to my show. Are you getting any overreach right now from Sacramento? Uh, right now we're not, uh, we've been, we've been, uh, allowed to do business as usual. Of course, there's a lot of regulations and, you know, when we were closed down, when we had to reopen up, uh, LA County had made our servers wear, uh, not only face masks, but face shields. It was crazy to see some of these things. And, you know, we, you know, why don't you get NASA spacesuits? <laughs> <laughs> they, were, they were honest, like flies on poop. Right. And then also in this arena, your costs have gone up dramatically, have they not? Oh, 100%. It's uh, it's crazy how, how much our costs have gone up. You know, I don't know if people realize that when costs go up, wages go up and right, vice versa. When wages go up, costs go up. And then everybody turns around and says everything's so expensive. Well, if you have to pay somebody $20, $30 an hour, which is just probably your dishwasher, I mean, how on earth are you going to, to give a steak out there or anything out there under a price? You've then got to buy it. Then you've got to put it in your frigidaire and have it aged and the whole bit. This all takes time. This all costs money. And and everybody complains about everything going up. But if wages go up, so what, what's your feeling about that? That If wages keep going up, food's got to, everything's got to go up. 
that's that's the way it is. Unfortunately, uh, you know, I've never been afraid of uh, raising my prices on the product that we serve and the quality of service that we have. Um, you know, I don't believe in cutting quality and service because our prices are uh, our costs go up. So, because we're a, we're a quality operation, so we can't cut quality and and and. No, service. I mean you are a good man, Charlie Brown. You never compromise your product, do you? Right. Never, Raise never. the price. The public will bear the freight. We've got to go um, to a quick break here. You have been listening to Business Buzz live on Voice America Business Network channel with Frank Hellring and Nanon DeVere De Rosa. We are the dynamic business duo, as we are now known in the small business community. And you are now brought to by CaliforniaSeniorGuide.com. Listen, if you have a product or a service, a business out there, you want to get in the midst of a million seniors alone in California. This magazine's been around since 2016. And guess what? On every cover, they've got an A-lister star. Their current star is Carol Burnett at the age of 90, doing a feature article yeah. on her. My particular show is now the official radio talk show for the California Senior Guide. Listen, if you want to get your business or product or service in front of that amount of spending folks out there, about $3.5 trillion of disposable earnings right now, what better things have they got to do when they're sitting around these incredible senior centers, look at that big white screen TV to see what the you know facility wants them to do today, you know, or go play croquet? No, they'd like to buy something for the grandkids or something like that, or maybe get, I don't know, something going on to excite their life. Hey, if you're a business, you need to go to CaliforniaSeniorGuide.com today. Leave a email they will get in touch with you h page ad quarter page ad half page ad full page ad like i've got and i negotiated for voice america get with them today and find out how you can get in the midst of the biggest market listen i've been mixing it up with fleming larson we're coming up into an interesting series of his life we got heather with us today who's a trade show uh event planner and my incredible hostess Ninon DeVere DeRosa. We'll be right back in 2-2 after our advertisers have a chance to take a look at you with more buzz for your business. Moda Business Solutions is your one-stop shop with a focus on time and cost savings. We let you, the business owner, focus on running your businesses instead of searching for quality products and services. Cash is king, and we strive to put more cash into your pocket. Moda Business Solutions provides top-of-the-line products and services, connecting you with trending companies. Are you ready to grow your business? Call Moda Business Solutions at 858-251-4640 or visit us online at modabusinesssolutions.com. At LaTip, in everything we do, we believe in the importance of small business success. And we believe in helping small businesses reach their growth goals. The way we help small businesses is by building relationships, training on how to expand those relationships into closable leads, and providing technology to efficiently interact within those relationships. We just happen to run business networking meetings. Want to come to one? This is the power of LaTip. Visit LaTip.com for more information. That's L-E-T-I-P dot com. We're always looking for guests, resources, and business promotion. Would you like to be a guest on the show? Do you have a resource that can help small businesses increase sales, lower costs, and amplify brand loyalty? Do you have a business that needs to elevate your brand and expand your reach? If any of these sound like a fit for you, you need to partner with us. Call us at 877-3-NOW-BUZZ. 
That's 877-366-9289. And discover how Business Buzz and Business Watch can take your message and company further. Again, give us a call at 877-3-NOW-BUZZ. 877-366-9289. Business Watch is your outreach to feel the pulse and increase the buzz in your business community. Invite Frank to be a speaker at your next event. We can create a live promotional video with you at your next event to brand your brand. Visit businessbuzz.com. Having Frank come speak at your event can motivate your team and your customers, which means he can also motivate the growth of your business. It's time to take it to the next level. Visit businessbuzz.com and watch things grow. You're listening to Business Buzz with your host, Frank Hellring. To reach the live show, please call 1-866-472-5790. Again, that's 1-866-472-5790. Or send Frank an email at info at businessbuzz.com. That's info at B-I-Z-Z-N-E-S-S buzz.com. Now, back to Business Buzz. Hey, welcome back to Business Buzz. I'm your host, Frank Kellering, with my incredible hostess, Ninon Devere de Rosa. We are mixing it up today with Heather and Fleming. And when we cut away to the break, Fleming, we were talking about the restaurant industry and some of the challenges that you're going through. We titled this show today, Las Vegas Small Business Wake-Up Call. Uh, apparently, you're getting involved in that arena right now, in that sphere, because uh, you decided to run for a congressional seat, yes? I am, actually, Congressional District 1. Fleming, what got you motivated to take that big step? Because somebody before you, Lauren Brobert, out of Colorado, now occupies a seat back in the United States Congress, and she just happened to have been a restaurateur like yourself. Well, I think COVID was the uh, uh, the straw that broke the camel's back when I saw the big government tyranny controlling everything, and they wanted us to rely on government, and that's not what our, uh, our founding fathers uh, wanted us. They wanted us to have a free and fair market. And uh, I felt that that was uh, being taken away from us small business people. When you can go to, we close my restaurant, but you can go to Costco and you can go to Walmart and uh, you can go to all the grocery stores and, and shop and be around hundreds of people, but you couldn't come to my restaurant at you know six feet apart. And uh, it was uh, I, I, it was crazy when I when I heard Barbara Ferreira, she's the head of LA County Health Department, uh, back in June when we thought we were possibly opening up, says there's absolutely no. Uh, um, organizing whatsoever unless you're protesting uh, that kind of really made me upset and uh, we couldn't open our restaurants you know Fleming you're now basically going to represent a congressional district in Las Vegas you don't have restaurants in proximity but you know Vegas is known as the restaurant community of the United States right I mean you got yeah. every type of persuasion under the sun how have they you know fared uh, with the comeback after the pandemic in your opinion well, I think it was a slow buildup, but uh, I think Vegas was one of the first. We opened up before California did, so they were very busy with California people, especially because they were giving away free money in California. So everybody was coming <laughs> here vacationing, um, and restaurants were packed, and they're still packed. Uh, I, I'll, quite honestly, I don't know how people pay the prices because uh, uh, I go to the Strip every once in a while and have dinner, and it's just so expensive. But that's that's part of inflation. When you give away free money, uh, you know we're all paying the price now. Yep. Now, Heather, you are a part of this, right, with Fleming in Las Vegas? You are heads up of an incredibly uh, 
mobilized women's organization politically? Uh, yes, I'm the president of Southern Hills Republican Women. We are one of the largest women's clubs in the state of Nevada. Currently, the state has uh, 20 clubs that are federated, women federated clubs. Um, and we are trying very hard to help uh, really good candidates win their districts because we are one Senate seat away from becoming California. So if we lose a Senate race, particularly probably uh, Senator Kerry Bucks, we're going to be California and our governor, Governor Joe Lombardo, will not have any veto power. So we're working really hard uh, with the other sister clubs and um, helping candidates like Fleming. And, and I just want everybody to know that we are not, as a club president, our club is not allowed to endorse. But I wanted Fleming to come on because I know that you um, have been very vocal about restaurants. So that's why I had asked Fleming to to join me um, on this interview. Yeah. Can I post something to you, Fleming, especially? I mean, do you own these physical locations in California or do you are you leasing or how, how uh, we it? lease them? We lease them. We're centers, shopping centers type thing. OK, let me run something past you, because the statistic that I got back after the pandemic was alarming. Family owned restaurants in the United States. We've lost 50 percent of them vaporized. That's Generational family restaurants, gone, okay? If I take you to 4th in Maine, and there's a family-owned restaurant there, right? And it fails, and it goes out of business. You tell me economically, sir, what's more valuable, the structure or the land that sits on it? <laughs> That's a difficult question. But the question, depending on what side of the alley you on, do you own the building or do you own the restaurant? <laughs> That's, a hard, That's a tough one. If it's I'm looking at acquiring that property right do i care about the building land uh yeah i, I would i would say you care about the building because you want what to know if what i what if i bulldoze it to the ground i've got a 40-year enterprise that's been there everybody in the community knows where it is right right what's the name of the game customer base right right so if i had an italian restaurant there and i decided to put up an in and out burger how quick am I going to recapture my original investment for bulldozing it to the ground, acquiring that piece of land, putting up my infrastructure? You think those customers don't know where that location was? And do you think that they're going to eat in and out, even though Italian's not there anymore? This seems to be what's going on in this country right now, sir. So if you get back to Congress, I would appreciate it if you point that out, because that is wrong. Yep. There's also a lot of other things. Uh, uh, like, for example, I got I've been sued twice because uh, blind people can't see my website. And when you Google uh, the people that are suing you, um, they don't even live close to your restaurants, 100 miles away. They've sued seven or eight hundred times um, and you end up settling because you just want to make uh, it go away because it's cheaper to settle it than it is to uh, uh, fight these things. Also, yeah, lawsuits can be very expensive and then you don't win. So I have no no problem being ADA compliant uh, at all. As a matter of fact, when we got our first letter, uh, we had no idea what we were talking about. Don't forget, I was a butcher by trade. I didn't grow up in a corporate world. You know, I uh, you know, I built my business on the back of hard work. And yep. so when you get these letters, like you, you know, you're not your website's not ADA compliant. You know, I called my website guy. Um, I said, listen, take our website down. Let's figure out what it is. We want to be ADA compliant. Uh, by Thursday, we get it back up and running. We're ADA compliant. We call the attorney and we say, uh, listen, you know, we, we that's the last thing we want to do is not be ADA compliant. Thank you so much for 
it's out. He says, okay, great. Where should I send the lawsuit? So it's not a matter of uh, being ADA compliant. It's just a matter of it's a, you know these frivolous lawsuits against these small businesses. And we all pay for it. And so um, we have to do something about that. You know, for give me 30 days to fix something. Give me two weeks to fix something. But give me a time frame. I have no problem being ADA compliant. But there are lawyers out there that are destroying our our business and we're all paying for it. It's a, it's a tax on, on small businesses, uh, working families. And uh, those are the kind of things I'm going to go fight for in Congress is to help these small businesses. Why do you think, you know, they're trying to Fleming, I'm interrupting you, but they're trying to, you know, get rid of the sort of the middle class, which is the small businesses and small businesses actually are quite large as well. But why are they trying to get rid of people like you that work hard, that build up a business, you started from nothing, you work your way through. I mean, there's thousands of them in America, thousands, and they're trying to destroy them all. What are you going to do? Or what can you do to stop that? Well, I, I believe big business, huge corporations love regulations and love taxes because what it does is it pushes small to medium-sized people out of business. Because when yes. you're a small business, you can't afford HR, you can't afford the lawyers. You know, I'm fortunate enough where we're a fairly si good-sized restaurant uh, restaurant chain. You know, I've got, you know, two, 300 employees. I have an HR department, uh, which I've had to bring on after all these frivolous lawsuits. But I'm able to navigate around some of these these regulations. But small businesses don't have that opportunity, so they just go. They don't have the money. They don't have the money to do all this. Have the money, and that's what I want to go protect because I want to save it for the next generation of Flemings that want to uh, grow and expand their business. You know, government needs to get out of the way. Do we need some you know regulations? Of course, we need you know reasonable regulations. You know, health department is 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 good to a certain point. Um, but it, it's gotten too ridiculous. These these frivolous lawsuits, and uh, especially in California, it is the craziest thing. And that's why uh, I really want to run and see if I can make a difference uh, for small businesses. You know, Fleming, there's no doubt that small businesses are under attack, as, as Ninan says. Um, way back when, in the early 2000s, when I was in equities, I used to work with the Vice President of Benefits of the National Federation of Independent Businesses, Fleming. Mm -hmm. And from 2008 to 2015, and we all know who occupied the White House then, we've lost 14.2% of our brick and mortar small businesses just in that arena, okay? And the NFIB's membership went from 660,000 down to 300. You tell me, Mr. Congressman-to-be, does small business really have a voice on the Hill right now? No, I don't think so. There's... Uh... <laughs> <laughs> There's a lot of sectors that are well represented in Washington, D.C., and lawyers are one of them. What I don't think is well represented in Congress is common sense business people. You know, this is very, very disturbing to me. Let me tell you why. We've been talking about wages going up, right? Doesn't everything commensurate with that, right? Contents and liability, right? Yep. Your workers' comp, your benefits. I mean, you want me to go on? Everything is literally being fed, okay, by wages, and now we've got this situation, right, where all of a sudden here we have these incredible politicians that are saying, oh, these people aren't being paid enough like we just had in California, raising <laughs> wages to $20 an hour, you know, for fast food. I mean, where does it end, Fleming? I mean, are we going to have to start segmenting out states and taking a look at this from a state perspective versus federal? Uh, you're probably going to have to because it's gotten crazy. I mean... 
I always tell the story of 20 years ago, I, I used to sell a prime filet at 22 bucks, paid $10 for a steak, made about 10%, anywhere from eight to 10% is kind of your, your goal. Yeah. And now uh, we charge 60 bucks for the same filet and still make eight to 10%. Uh, and, the, Crazy. and the steak actually only costs us about $16. Payroll went from you know, 20, 20% to, to 40%. Food costs went from 40% to 20%. So it's crazy how they've driven up the prices between EPLI insurance, liability insurance, workers' comp insurance. I mean, they pay millions in workers' comp insurance. And, you know, we get fake claims. We get frivolous lawsuits. When we and Every restaurant chain does it. Every restaurant gets sued. It's just now, Heather, yeah, you know, Heather, you're listening to all this, and you've been very good. You've been very patient there. Um you're in the events side of it all, which events are putting on a on an event to promote something, whatever it may be, which is probably small businesses, people are trying to get out there. What's your opinion on what's going on? And how does somebody and how much money does somebody need to start opening up a small business? Well, <clears throat> you know, I thought it would have been easy when I went to apply for business licenses. Mm -hmm. A loan. I only wanted a loan for $5,000 to buy a bunch of vacuum cleaners and no bank would give it to me. And I'm, I'm a woman, you know, yeah. Italian descent. I don't know if that includes and in all this minority stuff, but the bank refused to give me $5,000 just to start a business. So I went to my father and I paid my father back within 30 days with interest and that was how I started my business. And well, you were able to go to your dad. You were able to go somewhere. What happens with the people majority don't have a place? It's almost like it's non-existent. The banks don't want to help you. And now, and then when I started making a lot of money, the banks were throwing money at me. Oh, let me give you a loan. Let me give you a loan. And I don't want your money. I don't want everything I have ever purchased I've paid cash for and not a lot of people have that opportunity to do and I feel really bad for people who do want to start a small business because they're where do they go if you don't have your father and like Fleming said my my uh workman's comp and all my insurances they have shot up um just getting a business license it went from I think <clears throat> excuse me 250 to 500 dollars um, a year. Um, I have multiple businesses because I have to have, you know, a business for a handyman's license, a business for my business license. You know, these are things that, these are hurdles we also have to go through. And like Fleming said, I also have workman's comp. People get hurt on the job or people just want to sue you because they don't want to work and they're just there for a week so they can come but don't they also make it hard for you to get a business license i mean i've heard people saying that it takes six months to a year to get a business license there's only a business license i i don't know about that because i've had my business license for about 18 years now so all i it, do yeah. is you know Make sure up that it's, date. you know, yeah. every up to date. Um, so that part, I don't know. But I do know that if you want a business license, you have to have a bank account. You have to go uh, uh, go down to Clark County and, and you know, have a have a name for incorporated. Wow. I have 
when I incorporated my company, I hired an attorney. Some people don't have that. Well, they can't afford it, number one. Number two, how, is it harder for a woman? Because I know we're, you know, we're women. Was it harder for a woman to get into a small business than a man? Or what? how does that work in this day and age? Well, I was lucky because, um, you know, I'm adopted. So when I met my birth mother, she was part of the trade show industry. And when I was in college, she said, hey, come out for the summer and come work. So I got a taste of the tr the trade show industry very young. And when I moved to Las Vegas, I was still working in the industry in the summer. So I met a lot of, of my future clients. So I was very lucky. They, they knew that I was a hard worker. And then when I brought my husband on, he's part of the construction world. We just really meshed well together. So I was very fortunate. But the industry is very difficult. It's long hours. People don't want to yeah. want to work. We're not we're non-union. We I refuse to work in casinos. We uh, fortunately for us, the furniture industry has their own three buildings um, down on Grand yeah. Central Parkway in Bonneville. So we have our own buildings, but yeah. and it's all union. And union yeah. has made it impossible for me to help clients do little shows in the casinos because they don't want to work with independent contractors like me because they feel like we're taking work away. Yeah. So. Yeah. Heather, I hate to cut in, but we got to move towards another break here. My commercials, uh, unfortunately, overrule at this segment of the show. But uh, I want to uh, basically uh, start drilling down into, you know, after we take this next break, into actually what the business climate is in Las Vegas, because we are coming there on the 11th, and we're going to get right out in the midst of all these incredible business people who are on the rebound. Listen, you've been listening to Business Buzz with Frank Howering and Nevada Bird Rosa on the Voice America Business Network channel. And now brought to you by the Transact Card. Yeah, the Transact Card. Listen, you're going to be hearing more about this incredible Finmo fintech move that we're all going to be promoting in November in the city of Las Vegas. So if you're a small business out there and you've got a customer database, stay tuned. We're going to show you how to monetize it. And if you want to find out about it, in advance, you need to go N-I-N-O-N-N-I-N-O-N.MyMYTZT.com. That's Ninon, N-I-N-O-N.MyMYTZT.com. You're going to find out more about how you can turn around, take that incredibly invaluable customer database that you have, and monetize it to your advantage. Well, we've been mixing it up with Fleming Larson, who's running for Congress. We got Heather Stamer with us alongside that's now back up in the arena of bringing you events in the Las Vegas space, maybe beyond. And I've been mixing it up with my fabulous co-host. We're going to be right back in two and two after my advertisers have a chance to take a look at you with more buzz for your business. Moda Business Solutions is your one-stop shop with a focus on time and cost savings. We let you, the business owner, focus on running your businesses instead of searching for quality products and services. Cash is king, and we strive to put more cash into your pocket. Moda Business Solutions provides top-of-the-line products and services, connecting you with trending companies. Are you ready to grow your business? Call Moda Business Solutions at 858-251-4640 or visit us online at modabusinesssolutions.com. 
At LaTip, in everything we do, we believe in the importance of small business success. And we believe in helping small businesses reach their growth goals. The way we help small businesses is by building relationships, training on how to expand those relationships into closable leads, and providing technology to efficiently interact within those relationships. We just happen to run business networking meetings. Want to come to one? This is the power of LaTip. Visit LaTip.com for more information. That's L-E-T-I-P dot com. We're always looking for guests, resources, and business promotion. Would you like to be a guest on the show? Do you have a resource that can help small businesses increase sales, lower costs, and amplify brand loyalty? Do you have a business that needs to elevate your brand and expand your reach? If any of these sound like a fit for you, you need to partner with us. Call us at 877-3-NOW-BUZZ. That's 877-366-9289. And discover how Business Buzz and Business Watch can take your message and company further. Again, give us a call at 877-3-NOW-BUZZ. 877-366-9289. Business Watch is your outreach to feel the pulse and increase the buzz in your business community. Invite Frank to be a speaker at your next event. We can create a live promotional video with you at your next event to brand your brand. Visit businessbuzz.com. Having Frank come speak at your event can motivate your team and your customers, which means he can also motivate the growth of your business. It's time to take it to the next level. Visit businessbuzz.com and watch things grow. PPP, COVID-19, SBA, is there a way? It's time for Business Watch, where your voice matters. Call into the show at 1-866-472-5790. That's 1-866-472-5790. Or drop us an email at info at businessbuzz.com. That's info at B-I-Z-Z-N-E-S-S buzz.com. We know you've got something to say. Now, here's Frank Hellring, Business Watch, where your voice matters. Hey, welcome back now on Business Watch. This is the segment of the show where we open up the phone lines in Phoenix and allow you, our listening audience, to call in live to the show and mix it up with us. So pick up that phone and dial 866-472-5790. That's 866-472-5790, and you can be on live on Business Watch right now. Well, we've got a live call in. We've got Councilwoman Carrie Cox calling in from the fine city of Las Vegas. How are you doing, Carrie? I'm doing great. How are you doing, Frank? Really, thank you for taking the time to call in live to the show. Do you have a question or a comment? Well, I, I think um, you're all. I've been listening to the show. It's great. Um, one of the things is that I was a restaurant owner for nine years, and I, the way I did that is I went through the SBA. And so, in order to have a mom and pop nowadays and have that entrepreneurial experience, it is becoming more difficult. And I know there was a question about um, women-owned businesses, and really the SBA helps protect that, and that's where I would guide people. And as far as the pandemic and how small business is doing after the pandemic, um, I think that municipalities, and I'm actually a Henderson City Councilwoman, but municipalities around our valley are doing some really creative things to be able to work with our economic development directors and teams to bring in more business and to help those businesses. I I am discouraged for the mom and pops. I am for the 
for the ones that just really want to open up a business, you really have to have somebody that's going to mentor you in doing that. And so that is my best advice um, before you just jump off of that ledge. Um, but it is possible, I think, in this climate, even though we're, uh, you know, in, in an inflationary period and post-pandemic, um, but we're seeing some great stuff. Olive Garden, Canes, Sprouts, in and out They're coming over onto uh, Lake Mead Parkway. And um, I think businesses are still trying to hang in there. I'll have to be honest, and I know both of your guests, and I think the world of both of them, but I understand from the restaurant component side of everything is that it's not easy to open a restaurant. And it seems like the big chains have it together, right? Um, but I am, it's really difficult to be, to be a mom and pop and do that. Well, you know, Carrie, we thank you so much for taking the time out of your busy schedule to call in today. We will be in your fair city on the 11th of November. We're going to drive from the Las Vegas sign all the way down Las Vegas Boulevard in a Transact wrap truck, followed by my business mobile uh, Lexus. And when I'm pulling into various different business centers and doing live interviews across Voice America, if you could find the time, we'd love to have you out there. I'd love to. Yeah, just give me the information. I'd love to be there. Yeah, Carrie, how are you? We'll get it to you. Let me say hello Hi, to Ken. Go ahead. You're looking great. Yeah, how are you doing? How do you like your new position? I think you're doing good, aren't you? Yes, I am, and thank you so much. It's a pleasure uh, to hear your voice. Well, it's um, good to hear you, and congratulations on everything you're doing, and also keep backing those small businesses for women, okay? I absolutely will. Absolutely. Well, thank Anyone you for joining the dynamic business me, yeah. duo today of Enon and Frank. Thank you very much, Carrie. We have another live call in. Welcome to Business Watch. Who do we have with us? We've got them somewhere there. Up, uh, somebody there. Someone, someone's there. But that was a great call from Carrie. She was amazing. Um, she gave it a little bit of what's going on out there. And you know, uh, to answer a question she put out there about the businesses, the big corporate people, the reason they're able to open these businesses is because they have the money. And that was my question. You know, a small business person, how much money do they need? I mean, Fleming, how much money does someone need? Or even Heather, how much money does someone need to open a business? Is it 20,000, 30,000, 100,000? Well, that's, that's a loaded question because... Yeah. Yeah. I don't know how much it costs to open a UPS store, but I know, you know, full scale, 7,000 square foot restaurant, you're going to probably need funding between four and $5 million. Easily. Uh, That's well, just easily. Small yeah. business person can't afford that. I'm talking okay. about, you know. You're going to need a 740 so, FICO even to get a hearing from Chase. I'll we have Christy out there. Christy, are you there? Sure am. How you doing, Christy? Welcome to Business Watch. Do you have a question or a comment? Well, I guess I have more of a question. Um, uh, yeah, this is Christy McCampbell, and I, uh, I absolutely support small businesses, and I, I eat in every restaurant I can in uh, Las Vegas, so I support all the restaurants. But I guess my question is, how do we, uh, as a community member, how do we support our small businesses compared to these large box companies that can bring in so much, so much merchandise um, and yet they bring in inferior merchandise, and I want to support the small businesses and the boutiques. So how can we better do that? What, what's Congressman to be, I, I do know. believe you're going to get that question from the small business community. Have at it. Well, I think that the, the small business and the people out there should go to the small businesses to shop. 
You've got people are helping people. If you want people to help the small business, they might have to pay a couple of dollars more, which is very, you know, at the moment is a strain on people's pockets at the moment. So we've got to support the small businesses. Unless we don't support them, they can't survive. So we you, have to support them. Do you remember when George Bush said, buy a pair of socks? Yeah. <laughs> Congressman Fleming, I'm going to start calling you that. How would you answer that? Because believe me, you're going to have small businesses walking up to you. Well, let's not jump the gun yet. I'm not Congressman yet, so <laughs> I, like, I like I like calling you that. But anyway, I go ahead. I appreciate the foresight. That's for sure. Uh, you know what I can say is, if you don't recognize a name on a store, shop there, because if you right. recognize a name, they probably have uh, their national chain. Uh, they're backed by big corporations. They're backed by the uh, uh, stock market. Uh, you know, unfortunately, you know, I tried to hold out on Amazon as long as possible. I unfortunately love Amazon, and it's unfortunate that hurts the brick and mortar. But I try to buy as, uh, as much as I can from the brick and mortar and visit the independent restaurants. Uh, you know, yeah. Henderson is, Henderson's a great city. I live in Henderson. You know, Carrie Cox is, is a great uh, a, uh, a councilwoman here, and they're very pro-business. They're very pro-bringing in small business. Uh, so it's, it's a great place to live. Las Vegas is flourishing right now because everybody is leaving California because of all the politics and how expensive it is in California. It's cheap for them to come here, even though we think it's expensive now. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. Absolutely true, Fleming. Yeah. Ninon. Yes. You've been doing a lot of copy in Vegas over the last 10 years. Okay. Yes. What have you seen as far as changes in that small business community? Well, you know, we're all going to go back on the on the pandemic. That's that's what we're going to go back on. Of we were all flourishing, everything was wonderful, and I owned obviously some real estate. So my big thing about real estate was that since the businesses were closed, who's going to pay the rent? I still have to pay the mortgage. Now I don't have my client paying the rent because they're not there. They don't, you know, they they just stay and they say I don't have the money. Well, you can't get money from someone who doesn't have money. So you have to create it. And I think what Fleming said, that if you don't recognize the name on the store or the name anywhere, go to it. I think that's a very good tagline um, to help our small business people. But I think don't, um, don't open your small business in fear of money. Open it anyway. Go for it. Because if you don't start it, you'll never get anywhere. We need the small businesses to flourish in our community. Absolutely. We have to have it. And if I we feel... don't have small business, we, we're we losing our world. That's what's happening. All over, and that's all over the world. Yep. Christy, feel... thank you so much for calling in to Business Watch. And uh, we appreciate it. And keep listening to the show. Fleming, you had a comment. Yeah, I said I failed many times. You just got to keep trying to succeed. I think Sam Walton wrote in his book, uh, before he uh, before he succeeded, he failed his way to success seventy seven times. So if you've got that entrepreneur spirit, just keep fighting. I believe Sam Walton. If you knew what happened to Walmart, he'd roll over in his grave. Heather, yep. how you doing? I'm um, coming back to you for a reason. Now I know you can't endorse this man, okay? But something uh -oh. must have attracted you to him, okay? So without getting you in trouble, what would you say are the high points of this guy that's running for that congressional seat? Uh, well. Fleming is very supportive of the women's clubs. Um, a lot of times when we have candidates that run for political position, they tend to disappear if they lose that seat. And one thing uh, that I've been attracted with Fleming is he has remained um, very supportive of the clubs. Um, he goes to quite a few events. Um, and I can see 
his work ethic. I mean, his work ethic shows and how hard he he works. I mean, he he has multiple restaurants and yet he makes time for us <laughs> coming to our events and supporting our events. And he's donated money and he buys tickets for you know, some of the women that may not be able to afford to come to some of the events. Sounds to me like a community-minded individual. we got three minutes to go on the show, Fleming. Do me a favor. Give me some copy out there uh, to our listening audience about what you stand for. Well, I'm a, I'm a, a blue-collar, common-sense uh, candidate who's running for uh, Congress to hopefully go fight for small businesses. Uh, you know, I live the American dream. I want to be able to pass it on. Uh, I, you know, I've, I've been through tough times. You know, I was so broke where the banks were charging me money because I was broke and, uh, and it's, it's not right. And I, I've been there. I, I, uh, I understand the struggles of people that are trying to start small businesses. Uh, just keep fighting. I promise you, if you stay, if you, if you, if you become complacent, you'll fail. Don't come become complacent at whatever you do. It doesn't matter if you're, you're, you're starting a small business, you're going in the military, you're starting a family. Uh, you can't be complacent. So just keep fighting. Well, how do they get in touch with your campaign, Fleming? Well, you can go to my website at Larson for Nevada. Uh, that's L-A-R-S-E-N, the number four, Nevada.com. My cell phone's on there. You're more than welcome to call me anytime. I want to represent the people of uh, my CD1, as well as Nevada, and as well as all Americans. Outstanding. Thank you very much, Fleming. Heather, please give your contact information to your company as well. Uh, well, my name is Heather Stamer. Um, we we are one of the largest women's club in the state of Nevada, Southern Hills Republican Women. We do have a website, um, or you can just look us up on, on Google or Facebook. And okay, you can... do you have a website to your business particularly? No, I, I don't have a website because my my business is word of mouth. Well, I'll tell you what, we'll put your phone number up on the show description with your permission. Ninon, give me your contact information real quick. we got a minute to go. Okay, Ninon de Verde Rosa, and go to Ninon at NinonSpeaks.com, 310-867-5959. Absolutely, and thank you, our listening audience, for tuning into Business Buzz today. If you'd like to be a guest or you have a business that needs to elevate your brand and expand your reach, you can reach us toll-free, 877-3-N-O-W-B-U-Z. You definitely want to tune into this show next week. We are going to have the Urban Chamber of Commerce of Las Vegas alongside of its show. And we're working on right now on the Christian uh, Chamber of Commerce in Las Vegas. Hopefully we get these two CEOs on so you can listen across the board what's happening across the board in the small business community <laughs> in Las Vegas. The incredible move of the dynamic business duo into the business community is all about creating a buzz factor to your business. So tune in next week because we're going to bring more resources and expertise to help make your business buzz. Frank, you're the best. <laughs> Thank you, Frank. Thank you, Neon. That was awesome. Thank you. Thanks for tuning in Business Watch and Business Buzz with Frank Hellring. We'll be back next Wednesday at 1 p.m. Eastern Time and 10 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Business Channel. We hope to have you join us again next time for some more terrific ways to revitalize your small business.